0: All right, so how did you get COVID? Um, it is whack how it went down, actually. So Liz and I went to Estes Park for like a a weekend getaway. It was actually our we're so it was just it was our one year, so it was just an excuse to get out of town for a little bit. Um, and she started feeling like shit on the way home Sunday and then had a fever, and then like Monday I got a COVID test. That came back negative, and then she got a call. She got the results like Tuesday was a negative. She got a call on like Friday, saying like hey you're actually positive uh stay inside quarantine until 10 days
1: from the same like the same test they just read it wrong or what
0: yeah well so i guess um i don't know man there's so much shit i found out no you don't even know what the hell's true but i guess like they keep the vials around because there's a possibility that like it does grow so really you you gotta wait like three four days into having symptoms to get a test or else you might get a false false negative yeah yeah false negative Mm -hmm. yeah so that happened to her and it was just really unfortunate because that was also after we spent time with her mom um her family her sister sister's boyfriend mother's boyfriend so like obviously there's a panic because it's like shit man we were hanging out with you guys like liz Liz has it Then i started to get sick i felt like shit on thanksgiving day but I was just stocked up on medicine and whatnot, so I went and hung out with them. And then Friday morning, I woke up and she called me. She was like, "I got, I got, it tested positive now." So I went and got a test, and then it came back on Saturday that I was also positive. So there was two positive cases of COVID hanging out with them, not knowing we fucking had it. So that was an issue, but everyone's fine thankfully. Um, it's been been over a week now, and none of them have symptoms, so that's really good. But yeah, I guess uh, if you start feeling sick, you have to, you're have you supposed to wait like three, four days and then get the test.
1: Interesting. Who knew? Because Carly just got it on Saturday, Sunday, and she just tested negative like two days ago. So she had it for four days, not even. She, she got it. another test? Huh. Yeah, she, so she got tested on, we both tested each other like Saturday, Sunday, I have yet to feel any symptoms, but I got it back in November of last year. Yeah. So I had no symptoms whatsoever. It must mean I have some immunity. I know they were saying like at least six to seven months you have immunity from COVID, but I'm going to assume that's longer than six to seven months for me at least. Which I would just, think
0: so. That's that's a hell of a virus if you only have immunity for for like a little bit. I don't know if that's every I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. So like my my original plan was to um was to uh, get a retest to go back to work because you know being a trainer and everything, I'm right. training people and interacting with with them. But they actually recommended within 90 days do not get a retest because there's still a very good chance they'll test positive for it. Which just like has me thinking, it's like, okay, quarantine for 10 of those days. I can also still have it for another 80 days. Adjusting. But I don't know. Yeah,
1: I get, yeah, do I why, why do they say 90 days, but it's like, I guess the CDC recommends only 10 days you stay away?
0: So I guess you don't get it. You shouldn't get a test within 90 days. Like go back to like pop-up 10 or something like that you can still have the virus, but it's like a dead virus, like it's not uh impactful. Oh okay. Which which like uh, I don't know, because apparently apparently they're only you can only transmit it contagious for five days, which is why they have you quarantined for ten days just to be safe and then you're allowed to go about your life. Which just gets me thinking like who's to say we're not contagious the entire time.
2: Yeah, that's true. So it's just,
0: that's just me playing devil's advocate. I really
2: don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> It's no it's so funny this whole- thing. I don't man, I just
0: said, uh, what? Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I just ask questions and then just like having conversations like this. Cause honestly, everyone has different answers to it. They hear different things. So it's like, we're all just kind of swimming at our own risk honestly.
1: Yeah, I think that's like the common story with this whole thing is like, you can you can do anything at your own risk. You know, like i that's how I think it should be, at least in Ohio, that's how we do it. You know, there's no mandates. There's no, you know, you can't go here. You can't go there because you don't have a vaccination. Um, We definitely have like the concert thing, but there's an option to test negative, which I think everyone should. Like if we're going to do huge gatherings of over 2000 people, like screw the vaccination status. Like we should have some way of quick testing everybody. You know what I mean? Right beforehand. So yeah. so they don't pass it on. Because people who are vaccinated can still get the can still get the virus.
0: I'm vaccinated, man. I'm yeah,
1: exactly. And so was Carly. Carly was vaccinated too. So
0: Yeah. I don't know,
2: man.
0: I don't know either, but uh they do it like so there is a requirement for a vaccine here, but also I think there is the option to get a negative test. But I know there are some venues that say like not even a test, like you have to have a vaccination. Which, I don't know. Red Rock, though, I believe, they'll actually do rapid testing there. And then, so, if you don't have your vaccine card or, like, you don't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason, they'll do a test there for you. And then if you test negative, they'll just let those let you in.
1: That's pretty cool. See, that's how I think it should be for yeah anyone. I know it's going to be kind of a hassle, but I don't know. If we're, if we're honestly – Worried about the transmission of this virus? Why would you not make it everyone has to test negative? You know, because it's it's been proven, like I just said, if you get the vaccination, you can get it or not. I don't know. I don't know how how it goes. Like that is exact.
0: That's that's what gets me because um, I don't know. From what I understand, it is the vaccine will help me out because I won't get as symptomatic but it's not going to stop from giving it to you. So I don't know why it's mandated. I don't know. Obviously there's a hell of a lot. I don't know, but yeah, like I said, I can have, we can have thoughts. We can have conversations. We can ask questions.
1: (laughs) Well, moving off from COVID, (laughs) um, Todd, we just started the podcast, man. Why don't you kind of introduce yourself, uh, say what you do, you know, what you're about, how we know each other.
0: Yeah, Trevor. Um, I'm Todd Green. I live out in Denver, Colorado. I'm a personal trainer at a gym called Core Progression. I've um, been doing that since Since about uh, mid-April now, it's been going pretty great. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, Trevor and I met I don't know, man, I think I knew you in the middle. Did you go to Memorial?: did You go to: show? Yeah, we went to Memorial, but
1: I don't think we ever really like talked to each other. I knew who you were but I never had any, like, conversations with you or anything.
0: I think that was the case, too. And then in high school, it's funny. I think our our friendship started with just, like, a bunch of inside jokes. And then
1: towards the end of, yeah. We were at that party. I think I was, like, a sophomore, and you were a junior. And we just sat down two hours. Yeah, (laughs) we roasted somebody. I'm not going to say who it is, but, yeah, we roasted somebody for two hours. Oh, my God, that was funny.
0: You know, fellas shit-talking stuff, yeah, but yeah, that's how it started, and then throughout high school, just playing together, Um, we're, you know, we're always homies, we always had some funny inside jokes, and then it was college, really, where we started to really kick it, and start to kind of really, really get to know each other and become the good friends we are today. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of funny, though, thinking back at it, when we first started to be friends, it was like our friendship just, like, kind of lived on some inside jokes. And they're always hilarious, and they always hit every single time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every single time, dude. We're hilarious. So we're hilarious people. What can what can I say, man? But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the fitness training stuff, dude. So you've been doing that since April. And the shit you were doing before, you weren't really liking. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's kind of a power, powerful testament. It's definitely, uh, you know, good insight for me, too, and a lot of other people, I think, and our age,
0: yeah, man. I mean, I guess we can just kind of look back to, uh, like, graduating college, like, much like plenty of new college graduates. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Not a clue. I had some ideas of where I might, might have wanted to, like, try to pursue. Um, For all of college, I was always set on, like, PT school, PT school. Um, And, like, I kind of blurted, or not blurted out, like, shut out any other opportunity that, like, was kind of interesting because I was like, no,
1: yeah then as I was filling out PT is physical therapist right
0: yeah Yeah. physical therapist so it was the whole like three years in grad school my thing was I was always like I I always just liked working with people and helping people whether that was just like everything from a conversation to like I don't know working out with them or like helping them out with whatever they're going through helping them out like assignment or like gym advice or anything like that like that's the stuff that always makes me feel really good Like the thank you, that really helped me out, you know. Mm -hmm. So um I realized I didn't want to do PC school anymore. Like end of senior year when I'm filling out applications and whatnot, and like in the middle of all that, was like, dude, I don't care if I get into these schools or not. Um, I should probably take a step back and figure out figure out a little more. So I graduated, um, and I was really just in a Again, i much like any other graduate, like didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, didn't really know who I was, didn't really know what I want out of my life. So honestly, like I took, you know, I visited my brother Jeff, I was in Colorado a couple of times to snowboard and whatnot. And honestly, I was like the farthest west I've ever traveled. It was like, it was, there's really some places like this. It's really cool. You know, the mountains and whatnot. I grew up my whole life snowboarding with my family, my family and friends. So um, I had... I was working at my dad's place a little bit. He owns a recycling business. So just trying to um, you know, get shipments of paper in, make it ready to shut, make it ready to shred, sell off to companies that reuse it to make tissue paper and whatnot. It's just it's not just what they do. But I actually had an opportunity to work at Park Place. I met a couple friends, uh a couple, um Tim Null, actually, he went to Mentor. That name ring a bell. Um good man but i actually ran into him and he was like yo dude like i work at this place called park place like i'm moving off to denver here pretty soon um you should look into it like i know you're good with people like i know you like um you, know, you got a good personality for it like check it out and then i ended up hanging out with um our friend Kathy bizjack remember her and she worked at the same place and so she was like 100 yeah, percent like i'll refer you in so fast forward, like I got the job with them, like they moved me out to Colorado. Like I was really excited about it because like I had the thought of moving out to Colorado and then this like sales job where like I was still able to incorporate my love for working with people, my love for coming up with solutions for people. Um, so that, you know, checked off a couple boxes. I got to move out of my, you got to move out of, you know, matter of the hometown, which I think is kind of imperative for people to do. I was terrified of it. Um, it took me a long time to finally make that decision, but um, you know, finally did it, moved out to Colorado, it was awesome, was working the job with meeting a lot of cool people with snowboarding, doing everything I like to do. Um, got a family out here, my brother Jeff. Um, you know, but I think I got to the point now fast forwarding. I got to the point with that job where like I got what I needed out of it. I knew exactly what I wanted out of jobs. I knew what I didn't want out of job. I knew what I didn't want to do anymore. Um, and that was when the whole work from home thing was going on with COVID. And I was sitting in this exact desk, like working, pounding the phone away, making like $100 a day. It was getting extremely repetitive. Um, and I kind of just had like a reality check, um, you know, in the midst of kind of working on like some self self-growth things and just kind of took a step back. I was like, yeah, you know, I've kind of been here for as long as I want to be. I'm out in Colorado. Like I built up a good foundation of skills. Like it's time to go do something that kind of relates more to my personality. It relates more to things that I want to do. Cause to be honest, you know, so what we did was um, basically a private mechanic for IT hardware. to so just making sure people's stuff was covered under, under a warranty. Definitely got to a point where I knew that's not what I wanted to do anymore. I think opportunity was shrinking, like, within that job. Um, There was some management issues that uh, we can or can't go into depth of. Just, it was all plummeting, and I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, But thankfully, a guy I used to work with, um, Cale Johnson, he's living out in Omaha right now with his wife, he came and visited while we were at my house watching the Browns game. And I told him, like, yeah, man, I'm really thinking, I, like, I graduated I just had a science degree. I played sports all my life. We got T-Rob in our corner. learned a hell of a lot from him, as I know you did too. So I'm like, you know, I really want to start giving this training thing a, a thought. You know, it was something in the back of my mind, but I was always kind of just too, too afraid to attack it. Because, like, in a way, being a personal trainer is running your own business. And it is kind of, you know, it's intimidating. It's a jump. It's going from, like, a comfortable paycheck. To those nine to five hours for those benefits and the PTO to like literally starting your own business, getting your own clients. I don't know what I was walking into, but Caleb's best friend, my current manager, um Jerry, he was like, dude, he's opening up a gym, like literally right down the street, I'm gonna have to introduce you to. And to me, that's just like, okay, this is all lining up. I want out. I want to get into training. Like, and now I got a lead my good friend's best friend is opening up a gym of his own where I can go train at. Awesome. So fast forward a little more, met Jerry, um, had my certification in, tr- in training. Um, and it just played played out well. Cause there was like two or three trainers there that backed off before it even opened. So I got a call one night. Um, I was actually setting up those foam guys in the back and he called me at like nine o'clock and was like, yo dude, how are you liking your job? And I was like, Honestly, just waiting to hear the word from you when I can come get started. And he's like, well, like, that day came. Like, I had our intern back out. I had our full-time uh, male trainer back out because he wanted to have a good ratio. Like, two female trainers, two guy trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, that time came. Like, this guy backed out. Like, I need you. Like, we got an influx of clients coming in. Like, when can you start? I'm like, honestly, give me two weeks and I'll be there. So, that all played out really well. Um, and it was like... It was just one an opportunity after another opportunity. Um, kind of had to take it and run with it. One of those, like, don't take this, I'm gonna live in a lot of regret. Like, um, so so far it's going well. But yeah, that last job I had, honestly. Um I was really enjoying it at first. I met a lot of great people. I learned a lot of great things. Like the management taught me a hell of a lot about life too, which was awesome, but just got to the point where it wasn't a good fit anymore and everything just played out the way it was supposed to, and I'm here.
1: That's awesome, man. I think it's a really cool story. Um, a lot of people who just graduated college kind of feel like they're stuck. You know, I just I just went and talked to John Carroll these past couple of days on Monday, Tuesday, and it was really cool to kind of get in there and pick their brains about what they're thinking, and a lot of them. Really are just so unsure. They're just like, I'm doing this. This seems like a good, a good job. I'm going to make enough money to support myself, pay my bills. And that's one piece of it. Like that is super important. But there's another piece that you need to find fulfillment in your work. And like you were saying, you've, you you kind of knew what that was, but it was like, okay, what direction do I go in? So, like channeling that, that knowledge, that self-awareness to yourself, like, I have to, you know, make people feel good. Like, that's what I get my happiness from. I enjoy seeing people progress in things, Um, you know, watching their improvement, watching their joy that you get out of the work that you put into them, all those things. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, it's cool that you kind of figured that out and went into training.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I got to go back and Carol to do that. That's really interesting to kind of see where their heads are at and i'm sure you kind of had an idea of where their heads were at so that's really mm-hmm. cool but you hit the nail right on the head honestly like you know people go off to grad school right after undergrad um which is incredible like if for those guys like 100 if they know what they want to do all power to you like mm-hmm. you got the rest of us beat like <laughs> the time being like that's really cool but it's all about really just like taking like some of the values you have like like my instance like Wanted to work with people, wanted to have relationships with people, wanted to come up with solutions for people. Cool, now what the hell can I do with that? Oh, sales? Never thought I'd be in sales. It's not my degree. It's not even close to my degree, but give it a shot. That's kind of of what it's all about, too, especially after you graduate. like You have so much time, dude. Like Give whatever a shot. If the sales job sounds cool and there's an opportunity with it, do it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And and Um, you you gain so many good skills from doing that. right now you're working with people. So being able to, you know, work with people, obviously it wasn't the product that you were trying to sell or the service that you're trying to sell, but that skill of just interacting with people, it's something you, you know, you got to do, which was really, really cool. Um, So I wanted to talk about your your training stuff now. Um, You mentioned, you know, it's a little stressful, And kind of intimidating when you're saying, okay, I got to run my own business. Like this is, this is all on me. I don't get a fixed paycheck at the end of the week. Can you kind of go through some of the positives and the negatives um, of of being your own boss and doing something like that?
0: Yeah. um, One of the positives that kind of come off the top of mind right away is like you're in control of the whole thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that happen outside of your control that will affect your business, which is just natural. That's you know, um, but it was also kind of some. Uh, you run it, so you're able to you call the shots of it. And it was kind of like what I did with the sales job, because like at the end of the day, like it was my quota that I had to hit. It was my territory that I was assigned to. So it was like these people are going to hear about this job and what we sell the way I want them to. So now, like these clients in training, like um they're to, they're there to train with me and they're there to kind of get the fitness goals that they have set and it's up to me and the way i want to organize it to get them there you know um you know kind of in a way setting your own schedule um but the thing i like a lot about it and like running the, my own business is just like i like the sense of responsibility put on me to get these clients what they need I got clients that want to put weight on now. Like they want to put on mats. They want to up their bench. They want to learn the weight room. I mean, I got clients that really, they are you know, they didn't grow up playing sports. So like you and I, like we kind of just learned it as we went on, but like they want to learn a good workout routine. Like they, they want to lose weight, like stuff like that. So it's like up to me, like, okay, like, how am I going to make Trevor's workout plan different from, you know, Todd's workout plan. Um, what are their two goals? How am I going to help them get there? And also like what knowledge am I going to feed them along the way about like nutrition, about like what they're doing at home, even about just like the correct mindset, uh, you know, I mean, I, I urge every single one of them, like, look, like, look out for your mental too. Like if you're having just a horrible day, like it's all like, if, the, if it feels like the world's coming crashing down on you, like, let me know. Later we'll, we'll reschedule. I urge you to come in. And if you do come in, like, We'll take the load off a little bit. We won't do our heavy sets. We won't do our max out sets. Like I want you to feel mentally okay to have a physically okay workout. So it's that sense of a responsibility that's on me that I really, really enjoy. You know, it's, it's cool. Like these, my clients, they're kind of like, um, kind of like the products of the training that I supply. And it's really cool to see them progress and then be happy about what they're getting out of it. Um, cons is, things like the holidays where like people are going out of town people got travel plans um work gets busy um changes happen at work changes happen at work so it just makes people less available and you know understand the fact that like yeah this is working out like yeah everyone needs a, a fitness aspect of their life but this isn't their job so when stuff gets busy, like they will cancel, they will try to reschedule. They'll call me and be like, like, I just got this going on, that going on. I just can't find the time to come in. Like let's reschedule next week or something like that. So that, you know, that kind of leaves me, you know, um, prepping for them to come in, you know, and I get life happens. And that's just the way it is. Like, I I'm happy they're making that decision because it's better for them. But that just means that I don't have the client, like I don't have the sessions. I, I don't, you know, let's be real. I don't have the paycheck. So stuff like that, especially around the holidays, when it's not a consistent set paycheck, you know, sometimes it just gets a little stressful. I know they're going to be made up on the back end, but um, that's probably just one of the cons, honestly. And then uh, I'm, I'm that's one of the biggest cons that I can think of is just like holidays and honestly, it's just the nature of running your own business. Like sometimes things are going to slow up and it's just, all right, how am I going to get through this? you
1: know? Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely a risk, but I yeah. also think, you know, anything worth taking a risk for is something special. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm super happy that you found that. Like, I love talking to you about this fitness stuff because, you know, we're both into it and I love picking your brain about some of the stuff that you have. And it was awesome to come to Denver and get a good workout in, but it was totally Hell, yeah. that I've, I haven't done in so long. And, um, even were just variations I've I've never done before. And uh, you know, they hit you can say whatever you want. And I know that there's some people who have this idea that like you got to do the same basic workouts all the time. Um, I think there definitely is benefit in branching out, doing different stuff, challenging your body uh, in a different way that's you know, that's not the usual. And um yeah. that's that's why I love, you know, working out with you, kind of picking your brain. Uh and, and you know the way you do things as a fitness trainer. So what? Like, yeah. let's just—I I, want to pose an example to you because there might be some people out there that, um, you know, don't have an idea of of what to do for a fitness routine and what good nutrition is and all that kind of stuff. So, say I'm—I'm I'm somebody who comes in who's 25 pounds overweight and saying, "Listen, I've just been out of a routine. I used to do it. Uh, how do I get myself?" back in your routine like what what would you do in that scenario
0: if you came in and you know you had some weight to lose but you also just kind of lost and like kind of your own routine you just needed help and guidance yeah exactly yeah well honestly first off like I'm gonna I want to get to know you and I want to hear about like your fitness goals and your experience and what limitations you have because again like this isn't just I'm not putting every client through the same benching exercise and the same squatting exercise and just surrounding it with the four main movements. Like if you truly don't know, I'm going to start you off like ground level, some like push-ups or something like that and progress until like a barbell bench or something like that. I'm, I'm getting your experience. So I know how to tailor my exact program towards you. Um, and again, I mean, it's my responsibility to take care of what we need to take care of in the gym, whether that's one, two, three days a week. The programming, the strength training, like that's on me and I'm going to take you through it and I'm going to progress you exactly how you need to progress. Now, if you came in having the knowledge that you have right now, Trevor, then i okay, we don't we need to start so basic. We don't need to kind of go over like one-on-one stuff. Like my man's coming in here. He's not messing around. He wants to hit the ground running. Um, but back to the example that you had and honestly, you know, I, I'll, I'll ask you too, like, what are you doing on your own time? Like, are you making sure you're doing activity every single day? That's fucking your heart rate. That's, Not only good for your mental, but you get outside. um, You get that vitamin D that you need. You raise your heart rate. You're burning calories. You're staying active. What our body needs is what our body craves, especially during times like now where a hundred different variations of this COVID thing is going through the air right now. Like that's important, you know, and just like, I'm going to make sure I'm holding you accountable. And let's be honest. Like someone comes in two times a week. If you were to come in two times a week with that example, like that's really two hours out of your week. You're with me. A lot of it is on you and I make sure clients know that because it's true. A lot of it, it's, it's, I'm not the magic answer. Like I'm going to help, but you got to do a lot of the stuff on your own. And whether, if you don't like to bike ride, if you don't like to run, whatever, get outside and take a walk every single day. Half walk. Hold yourself accountable. And then also at the same time, like, and like nutrition advice, like just stuff right off the jump. That's going to get someone started. You know, focusing on carbs and proteins before and after a workout, save the fats for later, save the fats for way before a workout. Um, you know, we got nutrition coaches as well. Like, Matt, and you know, also get an idea of, first of all, what your diet looks like before you come in for a workout. If you're not eating anything, okay, start with those. If you're not eating anything after a workout, okay, here, start with this protein shake. Now start with, you know, make some chicken, chicken and rice. Like, come up with some recipes. If you need help, I'll send you some recipes. Um, so it's really, that's, that's kind of what I was talking about. One of the positives is how much responsibility it is for me like to better the lives of my clients. Like they're coming in for a reason. They're paying money for a reason. So it's like, okay, cool. I got this challenge. I'm gonna transfer his or her life right now. Um, but yeah, does that help answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, okay cool.
1: No, that's really cool. Yeah, like it's it's cool to see the whole process, you know, because we're like we're meatheads, I, I consider us like fitness junkies and people who are very self-motivated. So like, we've always just kind of gone to the gym and known what to do. But there's a lot. I would say the majority of people haven't had that. You know, haven't been lucky enough to have that background. So it's definitely mm-hmm. positive of kind of like, all right, how should I get back on track? And uh, when you yeah. break down, when you break it down to that level, that's when you really figure out that person. So. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, what trainers do. Absolutely. And
0: one of the other things I like about this gym is my manager tries really, really hard to make sure that we're also developing as trainers and we're trying different methods and he's introducing different methods to us that we once weren't doing to pair it up with the right client to chase their goal, you know, like speed training, like five sets of three, explode off like the box on a back on a box squat. Come over and do five box jumps stuff like that, quick, short bursts of movement, trigger the fast switch fibers. Like, yeah, I'm going to have, um, some weight loss clients do that, that are a little bit more progressed now. I'm going to have, you know, clients that are looking to hit a better PR. I'm going to have them do that so they can learn bar speed and moving at at a faster, more comfortable rate. Um, so it's really cool to do things like that, to stay challenged to keep learning so we can keep clients motivated and interesting. To keep walking through those doors with a good mindset okay i'm going to get after and test and have a field workout to kick my ass right now um that's kind of what i was saying like i'm not starting everyone off on the same the same workouts the same bench exercise the same squat variation because it gets boring you got to keep it interesting you got to try different things for the right clients um which again it is really interesting that they like i've never done anything like that very interesting let's give it a shot But so also what's really important too just checking in with them. Hey, how'd you like that? How'd you like the speed phase we did? How'd you like the circuit phase we did? How'd you like that exercise? And I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you, I actually really didn't like that. Okay, cool. Move away from it. Hey, I really like that. I want to
2: do more of that. Cool.
0: Let's keep doing that then. Let's keep the client happy.
1: You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, like what you're doing at the end of the day is you're just getting the heart rate up and making it fun for people. Uh, that's, that's so important. Like I don't go into the gym and do shit that I don't like to do. Like I'm in there. Yeah. I'm going to do stuff that I like to do. I think is fun. And I'm going to progress in a way that I think is efficient. Um, and once you understand all that, it becomes kind of addicting. So you'll see, I'm sure you have those clients already who are like really getting into it and they love it. Like, you know, coming to see yeah. is the highlight of their day, the highlight of the week. I'm sure that's super rewarding. Yeah. It makes
0: me really happy, especially clients that are like, Oh my god like i got this compliment i got that compliment like someone said like damn like your legs are getting stronger i can tell that's just i got it like i'm extremely happy for the client because i know let's be honest any Trevor, anytime you get a compliment you're excited as well like you're like yeah at least internally you know so when i hear that i'm happy as all him, and it's just like cool like let's keep this going let's keep the same motivation and let's make sure you get more of that you know mm-hmm. um it was cool. I, I, I have a client. Um, I won't name any names, but Liz actually saw her, like, met her for the first time when she first started, you know, cool interaction. We talked a little bit. She actually knew someone from Liz's hometown. Um, and Liz is my girlfriend, by the way, um, for people who don't know. Um, and then she came in, like, three, four months later, saw her again, and which would which me like, holy shit, like, she got really slim. And, like, to me, like, that lit me up because it's, like, that's exactly what my client wants. She wants to hear those compliments she wants to know she's losing weight like that is wonderful so i went right over her head and told her and she just like lit up like smiling ear to ear like hell yeah like i feel so good about myself right now like thanks for all the help like i i, I can't wait to keep going she just resigned for a year dude like it's it's, it's honestly music to my ears seeing that happen you know which i i, I don't know i love that
1: that's awesome dude that's so cool. Yeah. I'm excited. To, I'm definitely going to start getting into it pretty soon. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, I've been doing like just online programming for some people. And even that's really cool just to hear people reach out and say, Hey, it helped me like understand what to do when I go into the weight room. Um, but I'm excited to really like do more coaching, do more one-on-one getting to know those people. Cause you know, hearing their stories, like that's, that's pretty cool too. You ever, uh, on Instagram is called I think it's like people of New York or something like that No uh, so I, I could be saying the name the the wrong handle on the Instagram name there. is
0: it just like seeing people like random people in New York just like acting, no, sometimes
2: acting the fool. Just
1: yeah, no, not not those ones where it's like a guy in a rat costume on the subway. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's <Those laughs> yeah, crazy. That's like creatures with me. Like, I think that's an actual one. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. This okay. this one guy. So he's I think he's a journalist. He'll go up to random people that are just sitting on a bench or whatever, and just start having conversations with them, like asking them hmm. about you know their upbringing, what's their story, how did they get to where they're at. And really, oh, hell yeah, 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 yeah. It's super like powerful to hear some of the stuff that people go through. And, you know, when you're when you're walking around seeing other people out in the street, you're not really thinking a lot of, you know, wow, I wonder what that person just had to deal with yesterday or whatever. But just to hear these stories, it is, it is super powerful. And I'm sure that's rewarding as hell when you're doing that for a job, like getting to know people and then also making a huge impact on their life with physical fitness. Yeah it makes a huge difference yeah. like mental mentally physically emotionally exercise is you know it's not everything but it's a a piece to the puzzle you know
0: yeah and that you hit the nail on the head there a piece of the puzzle I mean you got to keep yourself active And not only does it not only does wonders for your physical health like you stay healthy you don't get sick like you feel good about yourself you look good like the mental aspect man like Whatever you're going through, like there's always some sort of like workout, like routine or something you can do that's just going to help like relieve that tension, relieve that stress that's going on upstairs. Um, that's why I always vouch to people, um, which is also, it's really funny whenever people are going through like a breakup or something or whatever the hell the issue is at work. Oh shit, you are going through a lot. Hey, let's go out back. Let's do the sledgehammer, hit the tire. <laughs> and just to see them going, ah, oh, damn, I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> I love it.
1: That is cool that shit. That is super cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Todd, outside of work, man, like, you have a great time. I feel like you're one of those people, like, you're one of my friends who really enjoys life. That is, like, the best way I can describe you, Todd. Like, you just do a lot yeah. of stuff. And I always thought that was that was cool. Like, I mean, we've always gone to a bunch of concerts together, seeing live music, you know, seeing new music that I haven't listened to. Like, you got me into the we saw Bad Fish together. We saw Tosh Sultana together. Like, we saw all oh, these things yeah. that you introduced me to. So, outside of work, like, your hobbies and stuff, I know you you play the drums, and you just had a, a concert, right? Like, not that long ago?
0: Yeah, it was a it was a, it was was a small little gig at this bar. Um, my bandmate, Jamie, um, and client, Jamie comes and trains with me now. Absolute hell of a musician, and I love playing with this guy. Um, and we went and played. This is probably our first more, I'd say, more official gig because the other things we did were just, like, private parties and stuff like that. Um, we actually tried setting up at the Art Walk to play, kind of like a busking game, or musking, whatever word. Kind of like that scenario, but you couldn't find out one, the tree sucks. But, yeah, we, uh, we went and played at this bar, and it was honestly, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had so much fun doing that, and I know, I know he had fun. Everyone else had fun. It was just, I don't know. It was cool. Like, how we play, like, for now, because we're still kind of new. Like, Jamie, like, loops. Uh, he loops, like, some sweet, like, bass riff and puts a couple uh, layers on it, and then he grabs his guitar and just shreds off of that, and I just follow the bass and, like, do whatever I, I want to do on my drums, whether that's just staying back and, like, chilling and listening or, like, actually, like, hitting hard. And just, like, man, that's enough to just get, like, people moving around and people happy and dancing, and that's, that's enough to get us, like, looking at each other just, like, Smiling, having a good time, just playing some cool music. Like, nothing's written. It's just kind of all off the top of the head, man. But it's just, it's so fun. Like, like, hobbies are incredibly important. Uh, Like, whatever the hell is going to feed that kind of excitement, that kind of, like, thrill, like, in your life, like, people. I I would always urge people to, like, find. And if you have found it, keep up with it, you know? Yeah. You know
1: what I, I was thinking about the other day? like a emotion that I try to chase all the time you ever seen that video of Diddy where he's like he's he throws the phone he's like oh I'm a savage I'm a savage you ever see that he did no no <laughs> it's so funny he's in this like Bond Dutch t-shirt he's like oh he like closed the deal or something right But he's so <laughs> I like, love that he's so excited and just like it's it just makes him feel so alive like I feel like that's that's how you feel when you're jamming out or doing that stuff. I mean, obviously you've been playing for ever, but the, in the small window of time that me and Mitch used to jam out every once in a while, when you catch that groove and you're just like losing track of time and you're just in the music, it's so cool. It is so cool. Like just being able to have that moment where you're so invested in it, the only you're so like tunnel vision on it. It's almost yeah, man. Sounds weird. It's freeing though, you
0: know. It it really is. It does, yeah. And that's it's not even weird. Like that's um, that's exactly what I feel. That's what I feel when I do a lot of the things that I do, like their hobbies. Not obviously because I enjoy doing them, but like in a way, like I need them. You know, um, there was a point with work where like uh, uh, I didn't have a good grip on my schedule, so I did not have time to really do much, and I can tell I was getting burnt out. I was not you know, I know, and I caught it, and there were sessions I wasn't giving 100% into, and it really sucked, so, like, you know, I I made the adjustment's necessary, so I can get that back in my life, and holy shit, what a difference it makes, like, being able to go out and longboard around the town, and bike ride around the town, and go hike, and go camp, and um, snowboarding season's coming up, and um, being able to play the music, um, it's just, it's something that I need, and I think everyone needs, but it is that feeling of just losing like losing grasp of like everything going on in your world and just focusing on what's going down like in front of you everyone needs that that's an escape from reality it's a healthy escape from reality it's just it's something to keep people creative and keep them happy and just you know because everyone's got their own shit going on in the world like whatever you know it's uh yeah man that that feeling is something that is is crucial. And I think that we all.
1: Yeah. Like you mentioned the spark and the creativity. That's an important piece of, of, you know, feeling fulfilled in life is having that moment where you get to just put whatever you want into something, whether that's music, art, whatever. I mean, me and Carly, like (laughs) it sounds silly, but like we just painted pumpkins. And even in that, like, (laughs) that little amount of time I'm like damn you know I, this is really fun like you get Hello. to do whatever you want to do with this paint I don't know that's 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 something I wish I got more into when I was younger I mean I'm getting into it now but good. It, I've, I've started to realize the importance of it on your mental good. and just how you're yeah. feeling you know
0: yeah absolutely man and I know you felt good about that and I was just like yeah yeah I want to do more of this and I, I I hear you when you say you wish you got into that earlier because it's something that you enjoy doing. So it's, it's like, hey, look, if I started a long time ago, like where would I be right now? With you know, and that's, you know, everyone has that. But it's, yeah, as long as you're doing it right now, like that's awesome. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you to keep that going. Like that's it's not really a, uh, the wrong time to start something. It's never really too late. Like you either do it or you might face the, the fact that you might regret not doing it
1: yeah no and that you have to get over that that fear of failure because that's real man like not wanting to fail not wanting to look like an ass but once you get over that you're like shit what could i do you know like i remember remember you
0: talking about that
1: yeah having the mindset of just like i can do anything i want to in this life and i don't know if you listen to that joe rogan with kanye west i think we talked a little bit about it um But there was one part when Kanye was like, I'm going to treat life like GTA and I can just create whatever I want. the time I'm like, this dude is crazy. What did he just say? But it was kind of powerful. The way he looks at life, his perspective is, that's why he's such a creative genius and gets to do whatever he wants. And Sometimes he'll put out an album that's like not a lot of people like because it's so different than what he's done. But for him to kind of go back to that okay, like, I'm just going to create something new, I'm going to put my heart and soul into this and just make something that I think is really cool, without thinking about like, am I going to fail, like, are people not going to like this, like, Mm -hmm. being able to do that, I think is, is really awesome, and having that perspective of like, yeah, GTA, who cares what's going to happen, because it is, yeah, we're all going to, we're all going to the same place, we're all going to die, you might as well just create something really cool. Yeah, but what happens in GTA
0: when you fail to get arrested? You just restart out of freaking hospital, <laughs> and then you're free to go. So like that was a hilarious like comparison to life, but like it's true,
2: you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true, and that's a really hard concept to grasp. I think I don't even really do well with it. I it's it's something that if it was if if someone can just flip a switch and master it, it would benefit their lives so much because like. You, know, you hear it all the time like it's corny it might sound but like you progress in life you move about your life by failing and learning from it you can't be afraid to fail because then you're not really gonna try it. you know which is very true it, it, it's it's all different levels and you can apply it to everything that you do like for example like my like my training and like when you write a program from for, for someone like try to do something try a specific phase and if they really don't like it and they hate it like in a way that's kind of a failure but like hey you're learning now what this client really needs and what this client wants more out of you and wants less out of you Mm
2: -hmm. you know
0: so that yeah I like that that's definitely a really good uh really good piece to master kind of back to the creativity so I wanted to share it with you just because I I I don't know I love that this man told me this like because I think it's so true um Jamie my bandmate he literally told Liz my girlfriend and I like It's important to have this balance of three things like you one got to pay the bills, something to pay the bills, something to stay creative, something to stay active. And that's kind of just everything that we just talked about, honestly, just in one short sentence, like, you got to pay the bills, you got to live, you got to stay creative, you got to keep the mind going, you got to try different stuff in whatever creative way that you can think and you got to stay active. It's going to help you physically and it's going to help you mentally that's uh, I think that's, if you can balance out those three things, like whatever your version of happiness is, I think that's how you're going to hit it.
1: Yeah. Like defining that
0: is, I think probably. it'll help at least. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Defining what that happiness is, is, is definitely a process. Um, I, you know, like that process itself is kind of hard to unpack because you have to look inward and I heard something great the other day. I forget where I heard it, but it was saying like this this ability to look at yourself. I should drop my pen. Um, <laughs> this, this ability to look at yourself and be aware of what you're doing. So even if it's something that you see in other people and you're like, wow, I hate that trait, right? It's having the ability to look at yourself and, and realizing that trait and, and kind of working towards that. And and I'm using a negative, you know, example, but it's positive too. Like you have to realize like, okay, what do I like in other people? You know, is that in myself? Like, you know, I see you, you're doing the, the music stuff, the art stuff. And, um, Mitch actually is the one that like sparked that idea of doing art. He, you know, he got into it pretty late in life and he started creating some cool stuff like being able to man his stuff was so cool yeah like that's that stuff is really really cool so like taking inspiration from other people um that's huge i don't know i just kind of went off on a tangent but
0: yeah man creativity that's what we're here for man yeah yeah um i think what you're saying is awesome i think awesome incredible and i think that honestly applies you can like expand on that and like seeing different traits in people seeing what you like of people what you not like out of people and kind of taking that into your own hands and like your own life and like okay like you like how Mitch was artistic like I kind of like that idea I'm gonna try it oh I really like this I'm gonna keep doing it I have a kind of recently um like got hip to the the idea of just like even expanding that to like conversations with people because obviously right now like Everyone's got their own opinions on what the hell's going on in the world and the whole political world. And like, I have my beliefs. I know you have your own beliefs. Having conversations with people, regardless of what you know they believe or what you're going to find out that they believe or whatever, I think is something that we all need to do or it's important to do because you learn stuff. You hear someone else's perspective about something you feel strongly about and whether or not you agree with it right there, you're going to go home and sit on it and think about it. You know but i think that too many people don't do that too many people don't want to have conversations because they know how someone was raised they know what someone believes in they know the activities that someone like partakes in and it's just like ah, you know but like you don't know you don't know you don't know where you're, you're going from them right from that person i mean how many conversations have you had with people where you either didn't really mean to get into you didn't really even know the person and you walked away like damn like that person, like that thing that person said about like what he's doing or like this aspect of life or like this musician, like interesting. And you're going to walk away and you're going to think about that. And you're going to come up with your own opinions and own beliefs from it and take away whatever the hell you're going to take away from it. I think that's a really important thing that people do. Um, And I think a lot of people refrain and stop themselves from doing that because for whatever reason, and I think that is one way growth is, um, Growth doesn't happen you
1: know there's a lot of wisdom in other people like figuring out like i was saying earlier like you don't know people's stories and what they've been through and i'm a firm believer in like the challenges make you who you are you know they don't define you or anything but they prove to yourself that like i can get through this you know whatever challenge you have like your challenge with the work stuff there there there's definitely a point in there because i remember we were friends man you were like I got to get out of this. I cannot keep doing this anymore. But because you went through that experience, like you understood more about yourself. So I always look at that as a positive, you know, some people see that as, as a moment where you're sad or whatever, but I think it's a transformative moment. And I like to use the analogy of like a star doesn't really like, I guess, what's the word I'm trying to use Form, my right? form unless it collapses on itself you know what i mean like it has to come from something being destroyed
0: so yeah yeah that is true you you, you have seen a pretty 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 rough time in my life that's funny <laughs> but back to what you said that uh again that always reminds me of uh anthony kiedis and uh, californication saying destruction um destruction breeds a uh oh, what the hell was it I gotta look that up. How can I pick it (laughs) up? Yeah, look it up.
2: By the way, the the Red Hot Chili Peppers
1: are coming to uh, Chicago. Me and Carly were looking into tickets. We might just have to go. I think Thundercat's gonna be on the the opener. I know, dude.
0: Liz, Liz, and I have tickets in uh, Denver uh, in July.
1: Oh, so you are going, you are
0: going to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So it's, uh, I don't know what, this is like my favorite lyric I read. I couldn't think of off the top of my head. My jitters here. Um, Destruction leads to a very rough road, but it also breeds creation. Now I like that because I, I've heard, I've I've known that lyric for a long time, but then I read Anthony Kiedis' book, Scar Tissue, and how this man went down the roughest of paths with heroin. And like there was a point in the book where like he goes into the airport, he's flying back home to Michigan in another effort to get clean. And his mom literally walks past him because she doesn't even recognize him because he's just skin and bones. And he says, hi, mom. And she it out into tears. Very rough road. But look at the man now. He's got one of the most popular bands like you like stuff like that. You can learn a lot from. So it's like that lyric kind of ties into what you said, like you kind of got to fail. You kind of got a, kind of got to plummet. You kind of got to go through a rough patch, like to, to to learn, to grow, and to come up with something beautiful. So I love, I love that lyric, and I love talking about that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, back to the Chili Peppers though. Liz and I got tickets like as soon as they came. They they went on sale at, like 10 a.m. We were walking around in bail and as soon as like 10 a.m. hit, we went under the shelter because it was raining and bought them. So we were like right on it. We got. We're gonna see it there. It's like a Bronco Stadium. Um, we got floor seats for it. We're uh, I can't wait to see them.
1: That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we we're thinking about. Yeah. This. We'll see that. They're crazy expensive right now, but rightfully so. Like that's. I forget who it's gonna be. Thundercat and who else? There's another opener.
0: Thundercat, dude. ASAP Rocky is opening for them, but he's gonna be overseas that you is know, like Rocky's
1: opening for Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: that that would be like my dream concert wow. but um who else is opening up for them ASAP Rocky is Thundercat someone else I can't remember but yeah it's Thundercat in the US it's Asep Rocky overseas and then I don't oh Anderson whoa. Peck whoa is also opening for him Damn. I, I, I I I'm Almost one thousand percent positive. I saw that. that god, that'd be a hell of a concert.
1: Have you listened to his Silk Sonic album yet?
0: That the one that he just and was? Yeah, I haven't. Um I haven't listened to that, but I've heard really good things about it. It's just groovy, jazzy, and like just imagine seeing them live together performing that album. Oh my
2: god, that'd be so cool.
0: I yeah. saw Anderson Pack at a. Uh, it's Pack, isn't it? I'm saying that right?
2: Not yeah. Pac. Pack, okay. yeah, it's,
0: back. it's back. I saw him at Nautica in Cleveland, and that was just like a grooviest concert. Like I love that that dude can play the drums so well and jam up will be rapping at the same time.
1: Yeah, he's talented. He's so talented.
0: Yeah, yeah, he really is. Um, yeah, that was actually shortly after we saw Tasha Ltana. And they both did the same thing where they ran it, like walked around the crowd when like Tosh was playing guitar and then uh, Anderson Pack he was just kind of dancing and like dancing with the people like arms around them. It was so cool. Nautica a cool venue.
1: I love that place, especially in the summer.
0: It's so cool. Oh hell yeah, it's really cool. It's got to be cool too, like living like right like right next to Nautica, like in some of those apartments there, because you can hear all the music playing from there. Yeah, I would cool. just like go. I'd go up on the rooftop and just like kick it up there. Sweet. Yeah,
1: that would be cool, unless it was like a, like one of those death metals. Like, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you
0: imagine? <laughs> if <It's> like Slipknot <laughs> or someone went and played there, and you uh you're sitting on your couch just like kicking back, enjoying glass of wine with be
1: Slipknot. <laughs> oh, that'd, be the, worst. that'd uh, be the worst. Sometimes it's like that at the gym. I play, <laughs> play these like death metal songs. And you can't even hear the words like they're it's not even coherent. Like, Who likes listening to this? This guy's just screaming at me the whole time. It is crazy. But, you know, it is.
0: You know, actually, my uh, my colleague uh, guy trained with Miranda and he introduced me to metal instrumental, there's no singing. That's actually a lot of fun to listen to because the music is always awesome. Mm-hmm. and especially those metal songs that are a lot more chill that just like really like melancholy is probably not the right word but just got like very a lot of melodies and stuff it. you take the singing out man and it's yeah. actually really enjoyable to listen to yeah that's like the kind of stuff you'd like put on at the end of your workout when you're just in some accessory work that's like tosh for me that's what I. that's when i listen to tosh when i work out
1: I, what do you what have you been listening to so you've been listening to tosh when you work out I definitely had that phase but it's been like she hasn't i haven't listened to her new album but some of the songs i heard from it, i'm not a huge fan of no
0: um i like the first song like the intro to it Mm. because that's like a lot of the flow state stuff like in her second album
2: yeah
0: nothing nothing is like her first album not much is like her second album i don't i don't I let them do it all the way through. I gotta give it another chance, but I didn't really like it. But she's just expanding; like she can't come back on the same stuff. Like right,
1: exactly. No, I totally you know. That. But yeah, it's which is albums. unfortunate
0: because like you and I might want her to, but like there's people out there that don't like her new stuff or that don't like her old stuff and love the new album.
2: Right.
0: So you know, maybe a bit, maybe she'll like the Black Keys and come back with an album that's exactly like their old stuff. Yeah, I love the new Black Keys album. Yeah, but it, um, it was
1: cool. We saw the Black Keys in uh cleveland no way when'd you do that that was like 2019 when they came oh damn that must have been so cool
0: what what, what album was that let's rock yeah yeah so sweet man that must have been such a sweet concert did they have did it was it just the two of them on stage or did they have people behind them?
1: no they had a bunch of people they had a bass the bass player was who i was like looking at the whole time he was killing it man yeah and then i think You've they always- had another guitar but i could be wrong. Okay, you've always loved the bass
0: playing. That's ever since we had a conversation. Like that's how you hear music. You single out the bass. I've always tried to, and the more I can now, it is really cool because I really discovered that like basses kill it, and basses kind of they kind of keep like the drummer in group, too. Especially mm-hmm. just learning from my own playing, but
2: right,
0: yeah. Ever since you and I had that conversation, I'm always trying, to, even especially when I'm watching music, because I try to see what the bass is, is playing, and it's almost always awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's why I like the like a lot of the melodic rap or like the nineties rap, especially because they'll sample like these old, like um, trying to think of an example, uh, like the Temptations. They'll sample the Temptations in the song. Yeah, like I've been I've been listening to this one song, um, Avalanche by Migos, and it samples the Temptations, uh, Papa's a Rolling Stone. Dude that no bass way. Line, that that's bass cool. line there is so crazy. I, like after this podcast we de- you definitely got to go listen to that song cuz it's just it's definitely. so it builds oh my god or even Waterboy yeah. by Herbie Hancock. I know that's jazz but like just anything with a crazy bass line it's the rhythm of it you know that's what's so cool about it and you play that like so you're always playing off not always but I'd say for the most part you're playing off the bass and kind of keeping that rhythm with what you're doing, and, and, and unless you like, you know, do your own thing in a specific part of the yeah. song. Well,
0: that's why I like playing, like, just personally with me. That's why I like playing with Jamie because it's cool because he'll, he'll throw it down and loop it. So I just like play off of it, and like sometimes it'll get repetitive, but like I just go off of that and maybe play a different variation of what I'm doing. But it's just so cool because he'll grab his guitar and shred, but it always sounds awesome like as long as like i'm keeping up with the bass and staying on tempo like it's just some improv stuff that's just like it's just full of vibes and it's really fun to play but that's something that i also learned like taking lessons and stuff i never actually knew this um but i took lessons for this reason to learn start just learning more about mm-hmm. playing and organizing and stuff like that is like following the bass like making sure like the drummer and the bass is on tune because if not like everything's out of whack and I've noticed that just like when I jam with people um, and if I get off topic or if I lose it, like, like the bassist might lose it and the guitarist might be staring at me or like staring at the bassist like, oh man, I'll get back to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. But um, what you ask before? What music am I listening to or what music do I listen to? Working yeah. Out? What,
1: what do you listen to? When you, well, like what's in the playlist when you've been working out lately? Oh God, man. Honestly, if you took
0: a scroll through like my workout playlist, I'm always changing it. Um, but it honestly varies from everything. Like, I'll go from having Slipknot on there, and then I'll go from having like Tosh on there, and then I'll go from having like a slow cutty song on there, then like some random like super sad song by like Juice World. Like, <laughs> but what I, what I always find myself doing is, um, there's just like a whole variety of genres on there so if i'm like trying to lift heavy i'll keep skipping through songs until i find a heavy one if i'm like yeah. doing, some, doing some accessory work like lats or like a bicep girl or whatever mm. that's when some other slow stuff is going to come on and that's what really helps me get to yeah man this thing's all over the place i'll share it with you um that's what really kind of helps me get to that <clears throat> excuse me like that euphoric type feeling that we were talking about earlier with like hobbies and whatnot. Like that's when I really get lost in the workout and I don't even think really about how much it sucks when I'm doing or like whatever. I just kind of get lost into doing it. And it's just like that really good free feeling. That's what really helps me do that.
1: Yeah. The I'm music, working out the music piece of it. I've heard David Goggins say one time, they like, he he said something about, I think it was Alabama's team and he was saying, oh, like, you know, you don't need music, you shouldn't have music, you should just, like, get in your own mind, and I respect that, like, mindset, but I love music, and a lot of, like, yeah, like, I love, I love having that, like, rhythm while you're moving your body, like, being able to kind of do that, I know it's not, like, dancing or anything, but it's kind of, like, (laughs) it's kind of, like, you know, you really focusing on your form, and, like, if you, if you hear that music and you're so lost in it and you find like that right song, it's like, I swear to yeah. God, I'd give you two, three extra reps for sure.
0: You're dancing, you're just head-banging in between sets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you though. It,
0: you really just kind of get lost in the working out. What I like too, is when you get into that doing, you can really actually focus on the muscles that are working too. Um, which again, then you'll like step back and be like, damn, I've been working out for like an hour now. Mm-hmm um how what
2: the hell was i just gonna say
0: uh oh you're talking about like working out without music and getting in your own thoughts and whatever have you ever tried it
1: without music
0: yeah I've, or like I've definitely run without music or walk without music or something
1: i always walk outside without music i don't like okay. being outside in headphones so if i'm gonna take a hike i like of being in the nature of it, even though, you know, you always hear, hear cars, maybe not out in Denver, but in Cleveland, a lot of the parks are like intertwined with the road. See,
0: that's, that's what I'm so bummed about that we didn't get to do is I really wanted to take you and Carly on like a hike far into the mountains where you hear nothing, but like maybe animals. Yeah. But the, the fires and the rain, it, That's you, you got to come back out.
1: Oh, we will. We will We'll definitely come back Yeah. Out. I we'll enough. make sure
0: yeah there's a lot of hikes i love to take you on but yeah no i asked that just because um i used to always like work out with headphones run with headphones take a walk with headphones like sit outside with just like music playing on a speaker pretty much would do everything within an with something in my ear or a speaker playing which like isn't necessarily a bad thing for someone who likes music but it is actually kind of distracting when you need to have some time to just like digest thoughts,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, cause like whenever, like when you really need to figure something out, when you really need to make a decision or you're just going through whatever, like you need time with no distractions and to digest thoughts and not push the lake. That's how you bottle things up. Mm-hmm. And that was actually suggested from Mitch. Um, I can't remember when exactly or what the hell one of us was going through but it was even like dude you don't realize i think we got on the topic of turning your phone off literally turning it off for like a few days Mm -hmm. and how like really scary it is and how it's really freaky because like you know you don't think about how much your phone distracts you even just having it on you Mm -hmm. so he's like dude start like just give it a shot like go for your walk go for a run do something without music and just like see and it really is kind of intimidating and kind of scary because they're like you wrote like it is in a sort of way you're relying on that music or something to kind of distract you from what is going on or what you're thinking and it's like you got nothing to take your mind away from that It's you and your thoughts and that's it and it's kind of like a I don't know. It's kind of like a very high thought, but like it's actually so true. Because I start doing that, just like going up to the park and like sitting with no music, leaving my phone at home. And it's crazy how much you can actually tell the improvement in your mood, or the improvement with all the foggy going on in your head, if you can actually just sit and just like talk things through, like even with yourself or with someone else, whatever. Um, so that's why I ask. I mean, there are sometimes even like during a workout, I'll take my headphones off and put them down, and then just like if I'm doing cardio or if I'm accessory work, even having stuff, whatever. I think that helps tremendously. Because um, I think there is a point where I do get really distracted with what I have in my pocket or my headphones are playing on this, playing on the speaker or whatever. So I was just curious. I've been asking that question a lot to people.
1: Yeah. I like, like I was saying, I like, if I'm going to go out in nature, I'm not going to have my headphones on. My dad always taught me about that. Just like having awareness of your surroundings. And even like lately at the gym, I've just been listening to whatever's on the speaker. Luckily they play like some good music, but I don't even really like my headphones as much anymore when I'm like out in public. I just feel like I'm so closed off from the world. And, you know, I work at a desk and like, I'm on a computer most of the day. It's been, um, you know, it's worked out for me, but I like to like get out there and connect with people and like connect with the outer world so when you're like at the gym and you have your headphones in you're in your own world and sometimes that's good like you know if i'm maxing out really trying to really lift some weight for sure like i'm gonna have my headphones in playing music walking around you know i try to take my headphones out you're even at work like if i'm walking around the office i'm not gonna have airpods in or you know headphones in just because, you know, you want to connect with people. You want to say hi to the, the person walking past you and just be, like, aware of what you're doing instead of thinking about the music or whatever.
0: Yeah, that too, definitely. Like, interacting with their surroundings more because you're kind of cut off if you're listening to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just important, like, yeah. Uh, for that example, absolutely, too. Like, put the phone down, put the, put the headphones down when you go and do something that you usually do with your phone or music.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: it's scary it's intimidating but i think it's beneficial you ever turn your phone off
1: for like a day oh yeah no i did it i turned off well i didn't turn it off but i like removed all social media from my phone when i came to denver for that whole week and it was so freeing like that's such a distraction like we're in the age of distractions every every company <laughs> yeah, yeah. is it like think of all these streaming services they're all competing for your attention and you mm. have that all the time and like dude let's just be honest like on tv there's good stuff on there's so much to choose from there's bound to be something good on um yeah. but it's like we're just filled with distractions all the time and sometimes we lose like we get lost in the distractions and then we kind of lose that touch that touch of self-awareness Like that's that's something that like i've been working a lot on lately introducing like meditation do you meditate at all or do you do any like prolonged
0: yeah so honestly like i think meditating is like a pretty there's more than one way to do it
2: like oh to for me sure. it's
0: not to, to me it's not just like sitting down and crossing your legs and, you know but <laughs> exactly to me it's it's like i said like Leaving my phone at home and going to sit at the park and on a bench and just like think or my a longboard ride like there's sometimes I'll ride to just get lost, kind of snap back into it and like okay it's time to go home you know but like the whole time I'm thinking thinking about stuff I'm like having like a one-on-one conversation so that's like that's my kind of form of meditation or like I'll play a record and just sit and stretch and whatnot mm. um, yeah that's kind of what I was explaining earlier. That's like my form of like, I would've been meditating.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. There's I'm glad you brought that up. Cause there are a bunch of different ways to meditate. I think really meditate is just being in touch with your own thoughts and like being able to process them. Cause a lot of times, like, I feel like we're almost on autopilot through most of the things that we're doing throughout the day, whether that's at work or whether that's like cleaning up around the house you know, I feel not aware of what I'm doing. I'm just doing it because I know I have to do it. And I think there's times like that's just human nature that happens, but there are points in the day that you need to take time to just like sit back, be with your own thoughts, process it. I know something for me, like I struggled sleeping when I don't have those times because I'll, Mm -hmm. it'll be the only time where in the day where, I can sit down. There's no distractions. You know, I don't, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just sitting there by myself. And I'm just, then I'm just processing everything at once. And then the next thing you know, it's like two hours later and I'm still just like nonstop thinking because my brain doesn't stop moving. So, yeah, yeah that's, it, I mean, it affects you when you don't have like that time to do that. So, making time in the day, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, like it is, it's important for your sleep, for your overall health and mental
0: health, all that. I agree, man. I, I think you're right. We are all on autopilot with everything that we do. Cause it's go, 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 go. That's how we're just trained to be. You can call it a good thing. You can call it a bad thing, whatever, but regardless, yeah, you need time to process exactly what's going on because there is the burnout factor. I mentioned that earlier and that's exactly why it happened because I didn't have any time to do those things that I normally need in my life and routine, you know? So I think that's an incredibly important factor in whatever way you feel the need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I had a friend reach out and ask me about like CBD um, <clears throat> to like help relax. Cause just like stress and work and whatnot. And I'm like, honestly, I asked him like, have you like, what the hell? I, like some, do you might say like what is your form of meditation like anything like that? And he goes honestly like I've never really tried like think about or focus on. I'm like okay try this go to the park leave your phone at home. And I actually didn't hear from him from a, from like a few weeks and then I hear about him. He goes dude like that helped so much you have no idea. It's because I, I I guarantee like I didn't ask him about it like I planned to but it was just like, hey that was a time that this dude can go sit and not look at his phone not even think about his phone being on him and just think about everything going on. And how you're going to approach things, how you're going to respond to things, how you want to, like, how you want to react to it, like, you just need time to do that,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, controlling your response, man, like, that's (laughs) a huge, a huge piece of it. And if you're on autopilot all the time, it's sometimes you're just acting off of instinct. and being able to have those moments. And when you start doing that, when you, like, take that time out of your day to, sit down and be with your thoughts, it's almost like you can kind of control it in certain situations. Like if something happens, you're like, okay, let me go into this mode of, all right, I got to think of what I'm actually doing and, you know, process what's happening to me, because, you know, (laughs) it's how you respond to everything. There's all external things coming at you. The only thing you control is your response. And like, that's what you need to focus the mo- the most amount of your efforts on, and it's hard though. Like it's it's a conceited effort you have to make to kind of you know ease ease the troubles you have in your mind. And, you know, it's it's done wonders for me in terms yeah. of.
2: Yeah.
0: I think that's a responsible way and like a a pretty a pretty pleasant way to kind of go about it. <clears throat> I just know from experience, like being in like a service industry, or even working like the last job I had, like there are times clients or customers or potential customers will lash out and your response you want is like, you know what you motherfucker. like,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: but you can't, you got to take a step back and like, think on it, digest it. Why they reacted that way. Did you do something wrong? Like almost all the time, like you're going to talk yourself off a ledge. You're going to figure out the solution and you're going to move on.
2: You mm-hmm.
0: know, kind of, you kind of can't take back the word that are said either too. So I said it's a very responsible way to go about things too.
1: Yeah, there's definitely strength and silence in those situations. Yeah.
0: yeah, unfortunately. Sometimes it's really hard, but yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Damn, dude. So what else do you want to talk about? We've been talking for like an hour and a half.
0: Oh, man, it's been a good conversation. Um,
1: that's been good. What else, know, man. what else is going on, man? you do anything for Christmas?
0: Yeah, I'll be home for the holidays. You'll be oh, that's late, we right? talked about
1: that. We talked about that. What day will you be home? Um, the days I'm gone are the ninth. Oh, yeah. yeah, gone the nineteenth to twenty fifth. So I come back Christmas night.
0: Yeah, I'll be home the twenty sixth. So maybe we can figure something out for that day because I know I'm free that day. Okay, or if that should be. So we'll have to we'll have to try to figure something out like that. Yeah, even if
1: it's a quick, because you haven't <coughs> seen
0: my new apartment yet, so that'd be cool. I've there. seen the apartment. Me, me, and Ken were kicking it there.
1: Oh, that's right. You did come by. Okay,
0: yeah. yeah. you made us those bomb ass tacos, and then we had a. Uh, you made that peanut butter. I don't know. That shit was good.
1: Oh, the powder peanut
0: butter. You get you. You got me hip to fucking peanut butter and rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: rice cakes? I'm, I'm like addicted. that? No, it's so bad. What'd you say? I'm addicted to the rice cakes now. Yeah, I have man. Every man. time for breakfast.
0: It's like I looked at the back. And there's literally like nothing in them. They're just so good with peanut butter. And honestly, like they kind of filled me up. So it's like, yeah, okay, it's right, us work. That's what I literally had before we did this. <laughs> <laughs> I love,
2: I'm
1: like, like at
0: work, at work, I keep a jar of peanut butter, like rice cakes, and then just like some other things there just in case I forget a snack or I eat all of it. Like, yeah, so we've
1: got that. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. I love rice cakes. It's so, they're so good. Like the caramel ones, the ones that we, we we've had like a rice cake shortage around here. The Marks over here didn't have it. The Giant Eagle didn't have it. We were on the scavenger hunt for rice cakes like some crack <laughs> addicts. <laughs> you well, you know, you buying them off the shelf. It's crazy, man. They're so good. But the powder peanut butter, the stuff that I made you when you were here, that's a game changer, dude. Like it's literally a quarter of what regular peanut butter is for the same serving, like the same serving size. I think it's two tablespoons. It's like, yeah, it's it's crazy because that's that used to be one of the reasons I would gain weight because I would smash peanut butter. Like I could eat peanut butter by the spoonful and I got thick. I'm not saying peanut butter was <laughs> like, yeah, <They're> thickens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. What, uh, what are you trying to what's like your next like plan working out? Like you're trying to bulk up. You're trying to lose weight. Like what are you maintaining? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I've been, uh, me and Carly have both actually been bulking the past, like, really since August, September. Um, Yeah, I'm around, like, 2.30 right now. So I was, like, two, I was probably closer, like, 2.10, 2.15 in the summertime. Um, But I'm about to, like, I'm kind of just maintaining until the time I have to cut, which is probably going to be around, like, mid to late January. And just try to lose like four or five pounds every month. I think like, dude, we've been, we've been lifting super heavy lately too. It's been really fun. Like we're both hitting people. I haven't, <laughs> We I used to lift so heavy back in football and now I just don't. Oh my God. Yeah. I just don't lift like that anymore. Just, you know, regardless of what you say, like whatever your experience is, if you're playing football, you're going to have like pain, aches and pains in your future life. Like I know yeah. we were working out one time uh, and you had that back problem. How's your back doing? Dude, that was such a pain
0: in the ass. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's a lot more manageable now because I pay more attention to it the more I just kind of learn. So it's like working out everything like on the posterior chain and just like honestly staying active too. Um, I think that my couch actually throws it off because it's not really – um, it's just like I sing too much in it now, so there's definitely things that bother my back. Um, and that is also just playing football in my life and never treating it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's doing all right. Like, I, I'm still squatting like heavy sets, lifting heavy sets, but that's really funny you mentioned that because, like, heavy sets for me now, it's so funny because, like, the shape that we were in, like, playing football with T Rob and being pushed by everyone else in the weight room, like, the the Tucci's and, like, the uh, Tommy Marta's that just push, like, disgusting amounts of weight. Like, that motivation, too, how much weight we push. Like, I'll just I'll, – I won't i will get to that point again. Yeah. I also don't really have the want to get to that point, like, to be able to lift that weight again. Like, you know, there are numbers I'm cool with hitting now. That Like, I have goals, but, like, I know I'm not right. going to hit that squat max or bench max ever, really. Right.
1: Honestly – really, I just don't really want to. Yeah, lately what I've been doing is – going for like a six to eight rep max every yeah. once in a while, I'll do like a set of three or four, but I try Like I don't even do one rep maxes anymore. Like PRs are not what I'm trying to do any, like at all. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when you're going for that one rep, you'll position your body in a way that like <laughs> you'll hurt yourself. So I've, yeah. I've done that before just on like a bench where, I'll like tweet, I'll twist my back just a little bit, just to get it up. Like you're not even thinking you're just, I need to get this off my chest any way possible. Yeah. And uh, now it's way more form driven. Um, which I, I think agree. It's way more important. I
0: agree. I agree. Yeah. I've done one rep maxing, but it's just, I don't know. It doesn't do the same for me. I like get once used to. Mm-hmm. but it's tough because i run at the gym too like they're like they all talk about their maxes and whatnot so it's like, right, man,
1: like i want in.
0: yeah no when you're when you're in that
1: environment that's like that's when you start to excel like competition yeah. and doing that like that's why i like working with carly because we'll both like obviously we're not competing in the same weight but like the other day we're doing legs and dude i was so tired like i did not want to go do this workout at all <laughs> and I had slotted in. Oh, she was, she was probably talking hellish shit to you. <laughs> Not hellish shit, like, because we were both kind of tired. But oh, okay. I slotted in um, sled pushes at the end. And you know that how, like, draining those are. Those just oh, yeah. crush your legs. And I told her, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to, like, do you really want to do sled pushes? Let's just skip those and be done. Like, no, let's just, let's at least do, like, a couple sets. And I'm so glad that like she said that and I listened to her cause we ended up doing four sets. We almost passed out, but like afterwards it was like, did we, we got our money's worth for that workout. It was That's awesome. Yeah. So like having that person to push you and like a lot of times you don't want to put that much weight on your back and, you know, squat it or, you know, bench press a bunch of weight by yourself. It's a little hard, but when you have like that support system and someone who's, pushing you and you know, you're competing with, like that's when you start to reach your full potential. So it's cool that you're doing the same thing in your gym, right? Yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Do you guys, uh, do you guys have like the same workouts you do? <clears throat> Excuse me, like are you uh, you spotting each other like going through the same thing? There's kind of like you branch off and like maybe come together from the
1: end. Um, most of the time, like every once in a while, like yesterday we did cardio together and she kind of did her own, we did similar things like I would go on a stair stepper for a little bit and she would bike and we did like an hour total of cardio. Um, but we didn't like do those next to each other or anything. Um, very rarely do we branch off and do our own thing. Um, once a week I'll go to my dad's and work out and film. So, uh, she's not with me on those days. We do the same like body part, regardless of where we are. So like, we're in the same schedule. And the days we do work out, we do the whole workout together because, you know, we'll go heavy. And like today I was doing shoulder presses, like she didn't need to spot me for every single one, but I needed that like first oomph to like get it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, having her there definitely like pushed me to that level. Cause I probably wouldn't have done it if she wasn't there. So like being able to have somebody to spot you, like a good training partner, um, and someone who's like enthusiastic, like wants to get better <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i don't really want to work out with people who are complaining the whole time like oh, dude, dude we really have to do this like dude shut up you know we're here to. <laughs> yeah of course we have to do this Come <laughs> we're here to work out man you better have a good time like that's what i want a training partner so yeah dude it's been it's been fun we've both been progressing and it's nice living together like we're eating the same foods and it's it makes it easy to kind of reach my goals when I have her doing the same stuff as me. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's really cool. Cool. Having a
0: full-time workout partner.
1: Mm -hmm. She's in the, like she's, you know, she's a PE and health teacher. So fitness is right up her alley. We've, you know, we've clicked, we've clicked on that issue since we first started talking. And um, luckily she, she trusts my, she trusts my uh, opinion on the workout stuff. And dude, she's gotten so much stronger. Like it's, it's crazy you can see it in her mm-hmm. back and like and that's what she's trying to do too is like put on muscle and she's getting into it and you mm-hmm. know those first like couple of years are when you really put on like very noticeable muscle so it's been yeah, cool definitely. to see her do that and she's excited about it and of course I am too and it's been fun
0: yeah man that's cool she trusts you it's gotta be a good feeling you guys really get after it that is awesome what I always admire from you is just how consistent you're able to keep the workout videos that you post, um, from the podcast and everything. I think that consistency is something that I definitely need to, um, get hip to, but I think that's all a lot of the battle. So definitely keep that shit up, man. That's awesome.
1: I appreciate that, bro. It's funny. Cause I like, I've had a, a couple like months where I've fallen off, on um, my consistency where I was like really, really doing it. And, um, you get in your own head about it. Like you kind of beat yourself up. And so the past couple of months, I've definitely had moments where I'm like, come on, man, like you got to do this. And there's just a lot going on. Like, you know, with work, outside of work, life stuff and family, like sometimes you yeah. don't have the opportunity to be as consistent as you want to be. But I knew that if I just like kept it going a little bit and like still, you know, I have a notebook that I keep with me all the time. Just to write ideas in if I have like a, a good idea about work or the podcast, or, you know, like I have a list of people that I want to podcast. And you were on that. I think you were at the top of the list when I first started it. So, like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, having having all those, those things like written down and being able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what your question was at the beginning, but.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't a question. I was just saying how it's awesome that you stay consistent with it. Honestly, man, like stuff that you're always passionate about, like stuff that you love doing, obviously, like you at fitness and doing these podcasts and running workouts and stuff, like you're always gonna need a break from it. Mm-hmm. That's just gonna happen. You know, there'll be times where you're not really motivated, which like, yeah, like try to push through. Some days you are gonna have to push through, you know, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: a break, a month, a little break, hiatus, like that's not the end of the world, man. Everyone yeah. has it.
1: I think like the biggest cause you mentioned those moments where the motivation isn't there for whatever you're doing. Um, and sometimes you do have to push through those to like get to where you you want to go to for sure. Yeah. But when it gets to a point where it's affecting your work, like I, me staying consistent with this and being like miserable is going to make this whatever I'm creating really shitty. Then I'm going to take a break and take a step back because I just do not have the wherewithal to like really put my full my full self into whatever I'm creating. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that recognition is important if you're not mentally into it, and it's like you're the not the not being motivated, is consistent. That's when you're definitely gonna have to take matters in your own hands. Like, okay, let me actually just physically put this aside and go figure out what's going on upstairs. But that's like what I was talking about with like clients. I make sure all of them know. And I, I do my best to, like, repeat it to them. Like, hey, if you had a horrible day at work, if you just got done being sick, like, if you're just really not feeling it, just let me know ahead of time so I can make it more enjoyable for you. Mm-hmm. Still come in. Absolutely. I don't want you to reschedule, like, you know, all bad days. Like, I'll come work through it, though. Let's figure it out. You know, let's, um, you know, we'll do what we need to do to get, your, to get your mental back where it needs to be so we can get, kind of get back on the course. that's exactly kind of what plays into here. Like if you're consistently not motivated, like do like switch it up a little bit, figure it out, you know, Mm -hmm. and then um, even if you get incorporate some more meditation or anything like that, try something else, try a different routine, something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: I think that's, yeah, I think that's important, but you know, we all have those days. Everyone has them. It's like inevitable.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, I think the first, the hardest part is acknowledging that. But you have to, like, you have to acknowledge it and then do something to address it. You know, if you don't address it right away, it's just going to keep festering up. Like, it's not just going to go away. Like, it might go away for a couple of days, but it's going to come back even harder. So, like, being able to take those times where, you know, for us, like, I'm sure if I have a rough day, like, for me at least, if I have a rough day going into the weight room and, like, smashing some weights, getting a good pump doing those things are extreme like stress relievers for me. So like, that's what I like to use for days like that. And, you know, being able to have those moments to listen to music, just chill out. You know, I mm-hmm. have someone, luckily I have someone to talk to. Like I always talk to Carly about anything I'm going through having those, those outlets are super important in, absolutely. in those times, those trying times for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I'm with you there. Definitely. Absolutely, bro. Hey, I love your little Christmas tree, by the way.
0: <laughs> we just got that yesterday.
1: Is it real? Yeah. So nice. there's
0: like a, there's a farm. Um, not not No, not even a farm. You're able to get permits to go to different like national forests, whatever type of forest. It, mm. um, you got to get a permit and then it just go like do it yourself, like cut it down, throw it in your car and leave. Like there's no, there's no one working. There's none of those like net things you put the trees through. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually reading <clears throat> like, um, Liz and I were talking about like just how many trees are cut down a year and how yeah. that can be like impactful to the environment. But what I actually learned is that it's like preventative forest fires. It's like
1: <laughs> it's like
0: prevent preventative measures that take t- take down like those type of trees so they can't catch fire, maybe in like a I don't know if this specific area was, but in like a highly flammable area, which like okay, that takes that concern away and then. I'm like I'm all on board with that. Mm -hmm. um which like yeah because obviously the fires in the past two three years have been horrendous you know super sad but yeah since that was the case i'm all on board for that so they just came up like found
1: a tree cut it down and threw her up how did you handle those forest fires i mean you're right there dude (laughs)
0: two years ago i was it was personally it was tough because that was when, um, so like those were record-breaking fires. Actually, I think like the same record got broken like two or three times in the same year by the same fire. Um, or like one fire, I forgot, I fucking went down. one fire set the record and the next fire like broke that record. It was crazy. But that happened, COVID happened and then all the protests and riots happened. So it was like, dude, the world is in shambles right now. Like that sucks. So like, needed like, I don't know. I I that was a time that I really needed to like, look out for myself and talk to people and stuff like that. Cause it was tough being out here because you literally woke up and there was ash on your car. Now, like you saw how far we were from the mountains, like we are right next to them in Denver. But the closest far I think was maybe like three, four hours away. That ash was blowing all the way like to our cars and we wake up and like it's raining ash, like you couldn't see a speck of the mountains. Like even if you looked on your street, it was smoky, like it was sad. Yeah. This past year wasn't as bad. Just I mean, like, every year sucks, man, because, like, the fires are horrible. Like, people lose homes and people lose their lives, and it's just, like, you never, you never want to see the earth on fire like that, but right. it's it's pretty crazy, man, and um, I don't know. I know, like, to a certain point, they're beneficial mm-hmm. um, to the forest, but, like, I don't know, man, when they're breaking records, that was just that's crazy, you know? And I didn't know it was either, honestly, like, I told you until I visited Colorado, like that's the farthest west I've really been. And I guess I'm just not really, I wasn't really hip to like what went on in the world. But when I moved here, yeah. I had no idea like fires like that volume were happening. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of just like, dude, this is crazy. Like there is hundreds of thousands of acres on fire right now. It was, it was pretty crazy. But um I mean, we did what we can. Like, we're still able to hike when we can, um, still able to kind of go outside when it like, was advised to do so, because there are times they said, like, hey, do what you can to stay inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, but it was, uh, yeah, it was surely a challenging time, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, even when I was there in, was that August? Yeah, like, first week of August, we couldn't even see the mountains from the city. Like, I remember yeah, coming through right. like wow, it is so foggy and smoky. Like you can't really see.
0: Actually, I remember that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we went to Lookout Mountain in, Gold- in, at, uh, in Golden. Yeah, that yeah. was tough, but I think it's all over now. We, uh when Liz and I were going to Estes a couple weekends ago, a power line got knocked over and caused a fire. Okay. It's insane. I think it only blew up like 200 acres, but. Uh, yeah, it just happens way too
1: easily now. It's kind of, kind of freaky. At least it didn't happen due to a gender reveal. That was just, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> Bless my mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like a bomb
0: that they used <laughs> and they blew it up in a dry ass backyard where like, I remember seeing the video and there was dead grass everywhere and they were in like, Dry ass part of California, like.
2: What are you doing? Oh what are you doing, man? That's
1: just.
0: <sighs> <was so> <laughs> I don't know. At at some point, natural selection is gonna catch up with those people. Like yeah, that that was just, that that was stupid. That's uh, so I was like some of the fire, like some of those large fires that happened two years ago, when like I mentioned, like the COVID and everything mm-hmm. was happening. Um. One was like from a car accident. I think one might've been from like a cigarette butt. And then one was from like lightning. So like a car accident, like, Hey man, what's happened every day? Or mm-hmm. like just driving through like the woods or whatever. And it sparked that. I think the one, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong here, but Australia I think was totally caused by people. Like three dudes. Oh, really? That's, that's that was my understanding. I don't know if they even have the official word on that, but
1: I forgot that that happened in
0: Australia. That was a big thing. Can you imagine being responsible for a whole continent catching on fire?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that feeling that feeling when you like your mom tells you to take chicken out of the freezer and then she's pulling up and. Like, <laughs>
0: like i imagine he's feeling be,
1: like a fucking up that
2: <laughs> time oh
0: god that's so true I'm not shaking the chicken not taking the chicken out Or <laughs> <laughs> they're like having to let the dog back in and you actually forget you're like oh <gasps> jammy
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's gone he's like three miles down the road <sighs> good but, you, getting a dog soon? you getting a dog soon I would
0: absolutely love a dog um, because I have I rent a house and we have the backyard. Um, I am just making sure that I'm in a good financial state for the good girl that I get <laughs> mm-hmm. just cause like, I mean, like before when COVID happened, I really wanted to get a dog um, like the finances weren't aligning. Um, and I, again, I want to make sure that I can also take care of myself, but I'll take care of the dog. Oh, Of course. And then when I was cool was when I was like, I'm leaving this job. I'm not staying here much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's on the table. Cause like, I don't know, man, there was a point where I was like really debating on just like quitting without a plan.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Cause it was just getting to that point. But I, um, yeah, it's soon. I just want to, again, I want to make sure I'm, I'm on a good cushion for, for the dog. Cause I would hate to get in a situation where I have to pay some bill or something like that. And then just take a gnarly financial hit from it. And then
1: just be in trouble, you know, that's a good point. That is a really good point. Dude, I'm a sucker for puppies. Uh, like I probably see a puppy. I've been telling myself the same thing. Like, we can't have pets in our current apartment, but we're going to move, we're going to move in March and, I'm like, I feel like the first place I'm going to go is the rescue center. Like, I want to get a dog so bad, dude.
0: Seriously, seriously. And that's actually, like, that's, that was part of the problem for me, too, because uh, I really wanted a Bernice Mountain dog. But those mm-hmm. guys are, like, three grand, which is insane. That's
2: so expensive. And they don't have
0: a long lifespan, so I was like, man, I'm not going to get them any active years out of it. I hike a lot I camp. Like, maybe I shouldn't get that dog. And then do I just go rescue a dog? Do I look for a different breed? I don't know. So I was in a big pickle with that. But honestly, like, I love the idea of adopting a puppy, like, rescuing a puppy. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what I'll end up doing. Um, definitely really want one. I know how much, I mean, I've, we've raised dogs my whole life. So I, I, it's honestly, yeah. Hopefully sometime next year.
1: I would absolutely love that. Yeah, I think I'm going to, I might pull the trigger next year at some time. We'll see. I had been talking about, I told you about, I want to get my master's at Cleveland State. So once I hit this. No, yeah, man. I don't think you told me that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, like I've been looking at some exercise uh, science programs at Cleveland state and uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I might, I may pull the trigger sometime soon, but I definitely have like a financial piece I need to hit first. Um, and what, you know, like things change throughout that time, but I'm looking at it it, it might be a good, a good route to go. And, start getting more into the training for, you know, my full-time, full-time.
0: That'd be sweet. Even just starting off like with your certification, just taking clients Mm -hmm. on like the side, like that's awesome. I mean, I was going to say earlier, like the fact that you're getting those compliments just from online programming, like that's actually kind of tough to do Mm -hmm. online programming because you're not with the person. You have an idea because you ask questions of what their background is, but like the fact that people were like, Hey, this flowed really easily. Like it was all understandable. It was like,
1: okay, Trevor. Yeah. it's cool, um, and it's funny yeah. cause I've been, I've been making a lot of adjustments to like the programming lately made it a yeah. lot more like mobile friendly. Cause a lot of people just take their phones and look at it there. And, uh, I've been like looking you know, using my phone to kind of adjust it and make sure it fits and makes, make sure it looks good. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, it's, it's been a lot of work. And I just made the, the website recently, which was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, um, you know what oh
0: it's right dude I gotta take a look at that I saw you do that yeah
1: check that oh, out yeah, dude. What you think I'm I'm definitely open to any feedback and criticism um but yeah dude that was like a couple months in the making too so it's a slow progression but it's been it's been fun dude like I I definitely and you were honestly a big inspiration for me to just like do it you know like why not why wait just go for you know something that I'm I'm really interested in I you know I have a I enjoy my job right now and we'll take it as long as it doesn't it make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. dude. It's... I
0: appreciate that, man. That's, uh, that's good to hear. And, uh, and that's honestly what I came down to was I didn't like, you know, I didn't like what I was doing anymore. It wasn't, wasn't aligning to what I wanted like my future to look like. I still don't know what I want it to look like, but I know it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, you know, let's give this opportunity a shot. Let's jump ship. Let's go right at it. Cause I know it's what I want. And like, Will it be a financial risk? Yeah, absolutely. Will it be a risk for other factors? Yeah, absolutely. But like, I know you. I know you know this. But once you understand the fact that like everything is going to come to risk, change is going to come. And honestly, if you're afraid of it, that's a really good thing. Um, you know, you'll have no problem doing it. And like, I mean, you, you know the grind. You know, you know what struggle is. Like, you know how to work hard. You know how to get yourself out of a situation. You also got a lot, a lot of love around you too. Uh, a lot of people in that position stuff like that. So I mean honestly man, like I think I think he'll excel no problem at it. Um yeah man, it's you got yeah you, you got a pretty good setup. I was gonna say too talk to Dale about the Cleveland State next or uh Masters Yeah part. no he did if, that. that's what he did.
1: Yeah I think, so. I think it was like a year he did it. Dale's killing it man he's training a lot of I loved I trained with him before the season that okay. I ended up like Re-injuring my Achilles, but I trained mm-hmm. with him in the summer, and I was like, "Man, this is this is a good workout." Like, I wish I could have trained with him more. But um, yeah, but mostly it, it's speed strength. But yeah, dude, he's a he's killing it right now. I'll Definitely hit I him up did. about it.
0: I know, dude. Dale's a man. I uh, I definitely want to catch up with him when I get home. I want to go through one of those workouts because honestly, I missed so much the training we did, like playing football, like the mm-hmm. speed being agility stuff. I love doing that type of that type of stuff. Like, yeah, we got that turf at the gym, and I've been doing a little bit of it, but. I want to go through, like, that type of workout. But I feel like – I don't know, man. It's face is fucking sweet. You got, like, Mac Wilson and some of the other brownies on there. It's, it's, it's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, I'm happy for him, dude. He's, well, he's, he's killing it. I love seeing people in our friend group do well. That is so – like, seeing you yeah. get into training and Pruitt and then Dale and then just everyone else, like, it's it's pretty cool. And Mason, too. I forgot he's uh, a yeah. slash trainer. Yeah. yeah, he's got a pretty sweet hookup in New York. Yeah. Well, cool, Todd. You uh, you want to end with anything, or you got anything else to say to the the people listening?
0: Not really, man. Um, fucked a lot of cool stuff, dude. Just uh, I guess like what we ended on. Like, I think everyone hears it. I think everyone understands it. But like, any change, whether that's moving out of your hometown or like doing a new job or trying a different career path, like it's a huge risk, and if you're afraid of it that's what my brother-in-law told me when I was making a decision to move out here. Like if you're afraid, like good.
2: Mm-hmm. Cause that
0: means like you're going to be exposed to stuff that you're not ready for and not really accustomed to. And you're going to learn from that. You're going to learn what you want, what you don't want. out of it. You're going to grow from it. So exactly, bro. Just, oh, uh, yeah. you know, chase, uh, chase what you want to chase and don't really worry about the risk. Like just
1: do what you need to do. I love it, Todd. And it was some, yeah. some wise words there, bro. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Take care. Oh yeah, brother.
0: Hey, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on here.
1: Absolutely, bro. Thanks for uh thanks for coming on. Great conversation. For sure, dog. I'll talk to you soon. See ya.